Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 93, motherfucker. 93. Yeah. What's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen? I, of course, am your host, MD. Some people call me Jamie. I also have my very special co-host, my right, Michael Saavedra. How's it going? And on our video and boards today, we have the uh, gracious and fantastic Seamart. Always uh, always a pleasure hanging out with these guys every week. And uh, it's always a pleasure to bring you guys entertainment in some random form or one way or another. And, uh, you know, that's almost a perfect segue into our, our guest. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and take a moment to let you know about a really cool opportunity right now for our listeners. If you want to go ahead and go to floathouse.ca. Floathouse. Floathouse.ca, son. If you go to floathouse.ca right now and you want to try out your very first float, and you, maybe you're like, what is that? What does that mean? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's an isolation tank experience. It allows you to unlock the mysteries of your mind. What? What? A better way for me to explain this would be if I said to you, it's a spa for your mind. Imagine that, totally relaxing and rinsing out all the worries of the day and just coming out of it totally fulfilled and totally relaxed, tranquil, very, very pleasurable experience. And if you go to floathouse.ca, what is that website? Floathouse.ca. And you go to and use our pro, podcast promo code. Oh, I almost fucked up a little bit, but that's okay. If you use our podcast promo code, IIPodcast, you're going to get 20% off your next float. It's a fucking amazing deal. And guess what? Even if you don't want to just buy one, there's probably better deals out there right now. I think you can get uh, three packs out there for undisclosed amounts. Just go ahead and ask. When you, go, when you call in, just call and ask. See, what, see if there's something that can be done. And there's so many locations they can do. That's what I would do. I'd call in, make a deal. Fuck it. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know, this is a business, and we have like set rates. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you want you want a flea market barter with these people? Yeah. Don't tell them you'll pay more than this. Everything's <laughs> negotiable. They're like, you guys, seriously, yeah. But uh, you want to go ahead and go to floathouse.ca. They're our sponsors. We float. You should float. You're gonna love it. Now, on to our illustrious guest, and I'm gonna say illustrious. Very excited. Fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, a, a guest with us today. He's been great friends with all of us for a long time, the better part of a decade. Uh, he's making his triumphant return to the show. Uh, he is the host of Rocket from Russia, which is a radio show, and you can listen on CITR on Tuesdays uh, in the mornings. That's right. right. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's, uh, he's fantastic. He's funny. He's an encyclopedia of punk knowledge, and uh, he's our very good friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for... Russian Tim, how you doing, sir? Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Boom. Intergalactic interviews are on air. That's right. <laughs> uh, before we proceed, uh, this week the show got moved to Thursday at eleven o'clock. Oh, that, that's new news. So brand new. So here I am plugging the old show. Actually, it was a false plug, so you could have the opportunity to tell us <laughs> yeah, about that, the new time. Yeah, it was all planned. That's right. New news. False plug. <laughs> So when breaking okay. news on intergalactic interviews. That's right, exclusive. <laughs> Thanks for giving us the exclusive. Uh, well, let, let me ask you this: so um, the show Rocket from Russia is on CITR uh, here locally in Vancouver. Um, what is the uh, uh, the nature of the show? What what is uh, what can people expect when they they dial in, they tune in? Sure, yeah, that's I have in my resume. It says that I play. New, international, and local punk rock music. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the show happens during one hour and I also sometimes interview bands. So the way it works, I usually try to play the music. I always play the music I'm excited about. It's always happened to be some sort of some version of punk rock music. And like I said, I usually start the show with some new punk rock music, which I have been listening in the past week or two. Then I might do a block of previewing a couple of shows, which are happening in the, in the weekend uh, in Vancouver, and then just play some local music. Oh, good, man. I'm going to push this mic towards you because you're an expert. No. You host your own show. You know what's going on. <laughs> not, not good? No, it's, no good. it's good. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Well, you just seem where it was He's particular. I'm very particular because I got to edit it out. <laughs> and I'm always like, fucking just. And then I always think, I'm like, why didn't I just say? Why didn't I just say? See, I'll warm up. And then in, in like, let's say by the mark of 28th minute, it will be way too loud. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. I can move it. Around. Yeah, Fire, let, let's, 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 yeah, versatile. Last time we had you on the show, we were talking about uh, just like your, your travel, like your journey coming from like literally Siberia <laughs> to Canada uh, with your family, um, the, uh, the means in which that took place, um, and then the growth of your show. We talked about how Nardwar has like very much uh, endorsed what you're doing and uh, you're in, you've interviewed a ton of people and even more so since we've last spoke uh, and, and you know this show is growing too now we have we have Savedra whom we've always been friends with uh, now Savedra's on the show and Seamart's you know running the boards and stuff uh, I just want to know like what growth has your show seen since we last touched base with you that's a good question thank that's you it's actually a very good question coming from you that means quite a bit because you have good questions, so what can I say? Yeah, for me, just to look back, we talked about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, right? Um, it was in 2015, for yeah, sure. I think yeah. it was around then. Yeah. yeah. A little over a year. Yeah, um, Mike, Yeah, you know, I've been, the show has been relatively consistent because about um, three years ago, I figured out what I wanted to do with the show, and the show has been going relatively consistent. I'm just getting the new, I'm getting just a little bit more like in terms of growth of you, you, the, the word you used. So I interviewing more bands, uh, people learn about it, their fans learn about it. I've been heavily involved in local scene, so the local bands know about me. Uh, but the show has been consistent. I've been doing some other stuff. Like the last time we talked, it was, I was involved in punk rock trivia and I'm still in, and that That's was right. something that I was doing. Uh, now I'm coming up with the new things, the new ideas. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm doing Rocket from Russia anniversary show. So I've been doing many things. So it's not only the growth of the show, it's growth of what I've been doing uh, in the past year and a half. Are you no longer doing the punk rock uh, trivia? Uh, I've been doing another one at the Fest in Gainesville. I've done one last year, and they invited me back to do it this year. Mm. Uh, yeah, you did one, yeah, in Florida, right? In Florida, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. What was the name of that festival? The Fest. The Fest. <laughs> you know, it's punk rock. You don't need any explanations. Wait a minute. Did friend of the show Jesse Laborde play at that show? Exactly. He did play at that show. He did two sets. I watched both of them. Did you? Where, which one was better? Uh, the first one. Second suck. <laughs> Classic Labordia. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Gave his all in the first set and kind of half-assed it in the second. Well, let's talk about this show. Uh, June 25th, the Media Club, the Rocket from Russia anniversary show. Um, featuring a lot of familiar suspects, actually. A lot of usual suspects. We had, uh, we had uh, 
speaking of friends of the show, we had uh, uh, Resolve Records, the boys from Resolve Records, on uh, about a month or two ago. It was for the last show that you promoted. For the March, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah, last yeah. Rock from Rush show, and uh, we all attended, and that was fucking awesome. Super, Super packed. Thank you. Oh, that was awesome. The draw was huge. Like this is one of those things where we're promoting it, but I already know it's going to be super successful. So it's it's kind of like just show up if you can, you know. Like hopefully, you know, it's going to be awesome. I'm pretty happy about it. But let's talk about the lineup real quick. The best part about these Rocket from Russia shows is that Tim personally curates the list and makes sure that every every person going up is going to be fucking badass. So let's talk about this. We got the Greatest Sons. Fucking badass shot. It's rich. their uh, seven seven inch release. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that's exactly. the deal, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Play <laughs> through the pain, sing through the strain. Way too long of a title. Uh, you don't <laughs> like that? I, I love that for a title. You don't. You... I because I play them all the time on the shows. So I have to say, this is a song from their EP. Play through this. I still don't remember. You, Game. Play, play through the pain, sing through the strain. You know, you know why you don't like it? Because it rhymes, but there's also two elements of alliteration to it. So it's like play through the pain. Sing through the string. Let's get some hippity hop going here, boys. Unbelievable. Nah, anyway, Greatest Sons got a seven inch coming out. It's gonna I be super that's awesome. That's an assonance, actually. There yeah. you go. Assonance. Ah. Easy ah. over there with your ah. grammat. Ah. You Amazing. Praying on my downfall. <laughs> just shit. Uh, we also have you, big idiot. That's correct. You're rocking their uh, fi- fabric. Fibers. I, I have to promote. There's a video <laughs> happening on the screen, so yeah. That's it. People big will see it on YouTube. Maybe they will, what's this band? What is this band? That. You big idiot. That's how I started uh, discovering bands through Fat Mike's um, shirts. He would just wear shirts. He, he would wear a shirt. I would Google it. Oh, whatever. Yandex it and back in Russia. Yandex? Yandex. That's what the Yandex fuck? through. <laughs> I like this. It's good knowledge. So like, <laughs> so like Russian Alta Vista or something like that? <laughs> it's Ask Yandex. Ask Yandex. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you big idiot! Uh, they're they're a fucking killer group. Live, I, I think you said last time when we had you on the show that they're like your favorite group in the city, maybe right now. At right? the moment, they were. Yeah. Oh, sliding. Uh, Maintaining. Uh, should I say no? No, no, no. Let's keep it different. No, yeah. I, I should have a different band now. By now. I, it's Either not, way, they were super fun. Last yeah, time. they were really yeah, they fun were last time. Let's they were clear. insane. It's not that they're not as good. What what is is like once you get let into the room, so to speak, of Russian Tim's favorites, is that you're just always in that kind of thing. It's that's like, correct. Now, now the shine Absolutely. goes. You know, just push the shine on someone else. But you guys are already in. You big idiot. That's Absolutely. how I know you guys are awesome. We saw you live. They're, they're really fun. I call them a favorite. You're, he's already wearing the shirt. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what, what more does he need to do? They have to continue to sing your praises. It's hilarious. Yeah. They're all punk as fuck. They don't give a shit. It's fine. Uh, so that, that's going to be awesome. Oh, up next, uh, probably my favorite in the city right now. Goddamn, Ellesmere is going to be playing. Ellesmere. You have some connections fuck. to this band. Yeah, recently uh, discovering that uh, brother of the show, <laughs> G- <laughs> G-Tone. G-Tone's uh, been helming uh, bass responsibilities for Ellesmere, which is which is so funny because like Ellesmere, for my own listening purposes, were like, seriously, like, I'm not kidding, like, pretty much since Cambridge stopped playing, I was looking for another band that was, like, going to be the band for me, and that's Ellesmere to me. Like, as soon as I heard them, I was like, fuck, man, I listened to their EP front to back probably, I'm going to, no no exaggeration, probably six times in a row. Four! Six times front to back. That's, like, like probably 40 Two minutes. That's, yeah, forty-two. Minutes. That's a huge investment, you know. And then I, then I was like messaging it's like people. Like one episode of Breaking Bad. That's right, one ep. Yeah, 
no half commercials. measures. No half measures, guys. Yeah, I'm going to go Netflix, you know? Yeah, but Ellesmere's going to be uh, <laughs> fucking kicking ass and stuff. Yeah. You're, you're you're right up on the on the actual event. It's pretty funny. Russian Tim says, "Elsmere back from retirement. It seems like their last show was 17 years ago." <laughs> and that's true. That's true because they haven't played in forever. They live all actually. That's funny fact. Insider's information. They all live now in different cities. I don't think anybody lives in Vancouver. Anymore. Says hopefully they remember how to play Man Horse because it's their best song. That's that hilarious. That is correct. <laughs> A request. You like Man Horse? I, pref I prefer the uh, title track. I like I like Bale City. I prefer. Yeah, no, yeah. the whole thing is good. The whole but my favorite badass. song yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Carr. I think Jesse from Rain City Recorders did that album. Did a fucking good job. Anyway, okay. Moving on down to the core. Is it the corpse or court? See? This is ridiculous. What, it's kind of a, a, a verse. Here, Spedrick, you read this. What do you, what do you read that as? I'm What's curious. That I'm very curious. Corpse? The corpse. See? See, normal people say the corpse. It is the core because it's to some Military. comic book. Oh. Oh. But no. Okay, C-O-R-P-S. Yeah, core. Oh, Dan plays in this band. It's like the military. Yeah, yeah, I know Dan. Core. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Dan's pretty cool. I, uh, I, he did some session work on an album I produced uh, a couple years ago. Really? He's, yeah, he's a really good Was guy. He good? He, yeah, he's playing with Real McKenzie's now too, right? So yeah, 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 awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. But yeah, uh, to me, they're wasting forty percent of their letters in that title. <laughs> what? How did you get to that? Yeah. Corpse, good call, Seymour. How did you get to that? And pronounced core. So 40% is wasted. Like, why do you put it in? It looks Call like core. it's spelled just so people listening, C -O -R, people are getting mad listening. They want to know. So it's C-O-R-P-S. Yeah, like the military, like an like, armored yeah, corps. Marine, like Marine a, yeah, corps. Marine Corps. Yeah, exactly. War armor in this bitch, you know? Fucking Marine, Space Marine Corps. They don't have an armored corps. Know, I'm an idiot, apparently. We've okay. gone Marine Corps my entire life. Me too. I'm, I'm stupid. Yep. I don't know Marine Corps, but I, I when I read it for the probably past six months, I've been calling them corpse publicly. I think it would be even more strange though if psychobilly man. I feel like the names and yeah. certain names in music though, that's kind of what they're yeah, going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. yeah like they're going for the confusion. If it's a vague name, the reality of it is like like the corpse might draw a totally different fucking <laughs> type of fan, right? Like it, it's not like, like a couple couple pop punk bands on there. I see this. Was it the Misfits? Band <laughs> the Misfits are core. <laughs> But they're good. Okay. It's, it's, they're you endorse good. the fuck out of them here, which I is do. really funny. I love how every band has this like personal little write-up. This is what makes it such a, a show produced by you because <laughs> it's like it's like most people promoting a show would be like, come on out and see the core. They're the best fucking band. Awesome album. Buy some merch. Peace. Like that's like the Gennaro pitch. Yours is like Oh my God! I, I didn't, I didn't see the show because it was, it was at eleven, and I had to wake up early the next morning. But I knew I wanted to see them. And my friend Trevor said they'd be great, and also I like all their songs. So here's their EP. Like, like it's just such a funny way of promoting this. I love it, but it's so authentic. I love it. Pretty good. Moving on down, we got Dried Out. Yes. Dried Out's gonna be playing. Uh, That's the band I, I haven't met personally. I don't know how they look like. I really hope they play well live. Uh, the way, yeah, it, 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 that's it, not how you worded it here. Yeah, it's worded a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. really cool. Like it's again, like me, uh, like I, there was a show which I was doing ticket giveaway through Rocket from Russia, mm -hmm. and they were playing the show, so I played their song on uh, the radio, and like they have two EPs, I listened to both EPs, they were good. I didn't have to go into the show, so I played uh, played them more. I listened to them more. I was like, wow, they're good. They're, I, I mean, I checked out 
some of the material coming in here. I was already really familiar with like a couple of bands already, you know. So I, I only checked out the stuff that you said. You know, I haven't really seen them live or whatever. I like Dried Out. I thought it was dope. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, excited yeah, to see yeah, this yeah, live. Yeah, me too, me too. We're I, all going to this goddamn show. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be super good. And uh, last but not least, the boys from Resolve Records are going to be in the house. Pretty excited. We got fucking Ross. It's going to be rocking shit. And they specifically ordered a whole bunch of no effects for the show. Did they? They know their market. They're super smart. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way this is laid out. You know what's really cool, though, is the way that the scene rallies around your show. Like, you, you become this, like, beacon for punk music, which is really cool. And I'm sure, like, when you started this, you probably just wanted to contribute. You didn't really realize that eventually you'd be part of, like, you know, this fabric that it, that is, like, touching so many different fan bases and, and bands all under this one umbrella. It's pretty cool, man. This is like the stuff you read about in scenes in the past when, when they're like, oh, and then this was the catalyst that brought all these people together. I think that's really cool, man. That's super Thanks. cool. Thanks. And see, and this is not something that I have as a goal. I just do it because I really like it. Like, I like yeah. those bands. Like, I know how to put a show. It's not that hard. You rent a club and then you invite five bands to play a concert. Don't tell them the hustle secret right now. You're going like, to give away, there's going to be 25 Russian no, teams out there. And even better, you know, then the scene will become stronger. <laughs> so, yeah, see, we'll have is, more and more bands. See, that was the test. The fact that you said that, I know you're, you're a pure individual. Yeah, because like if you were like, oh wait, I don't want anyone to be me. No, <laughs> it's like that's total opposite. Yeah, the fact that you were like, no, it's the growth of the scene. That's what matters. That that's true, man. The authenticity it, it speaks a lot to it. Actually, last week we had uh, Dirtbag Dan on the show, and uh, you know he's like a veteran battle rapper, podcast host, and um, he's a musician. He was on tour, and uh, we were talking about authenticity. Uh, a number of uh, people in the battle rap community have passed away recently. Um, one, two of which actually are really, really, really close with him. And he was speaking about, you know, he's had uh, one of these guys, Cadillac Ron, on the show, uh, his podcast, The Dirtbag Dance Show. He's had them on like 10 times. So there's about like 10, maybe 15 hours worth of material that will always forever be archived, you know, always be available for people to watch and get another you know, different view of this person other than maybe their other content, like their battles and music videos and stuff. So he was talking about like the authenticity that comes through with that kind of stuff. And it's just, it, I don't know, it makes me feel uh, good to be affiliated with Rocket from Russia because you guys are badass, man. Like it's fucking cool. It's cool to be part of it. I, I hate the idea that there's like genres in this city that don't have this kind of support. Like, at all like you know it's weird like isn't that weird like do you ever think it's weird like there's no pop there's no pop yeah. community where's the pop community yeah it's it's the most popular but there's no pop community isn't that fucking strange isn't that weird it's maybe different with like the actual pop music but there's like any rock music i i don't know because they they all probably trying to make it yeah our bands don't they don't like the the concept of making it though has like I changed so much. I don't so even know earlier. what making it means anymore. To yeah. me, but those bands also they also play like they they have the shows. They just we don't ever look at their posters because you like that's you look true. at them that's and you're true. like that's true. I'm never gonna go to the Roxy to go see a show on a Tuesday night. Like I won't. <laughs> I just there's no way that I'm going to. Like I wouldn't. Or like any of the other bars that would have shows like that. I think it's just off of our radar so far and away then it's just a complete like glossing over of that kind of thing like when the fuck would you ever care that like a band that wears leather pants and like 
that you know they're they're trying to be some top 40 rock act that is probably 10 years too late like they're trying to, <laughs> like they're they're trying to do something that is just it's gone by the wayside now and 10 like, years too late that's like, fucking it might be one of their band names to be perfectly honest with you <laughs> that would actually really be a, know. that'd be a great band name that's a good name for a pop punk band who plays like you know blink yeah. type of music 10 years too late <laughs> wait wait i'm recording <laughs> you hit. don't give away all the dreams You're giving away the hustle goals yeah Fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. You're you're right. There's like this weird like bubble, of like, there's I don't know. We're so we're either so far out of it, or maybe it just doesn't exist at all. There's a very good chance it just doesn't exist. At oh, all. I I know that it exists, but those are those people that they they're still playing like Battle of the Bands concerts, and you're like yeah. 37 years old, and you're playing in a Battle of the Bands. Well, you know what's you weird? You have to bring your like 15 friends out to the show to popularity like, have yeah. some kind of presence there, or like you don't get to move on and try and bring those same 15 friends back for the next show. I think the Red Room still does that crap. Like, you know, like, it's a lot of, yeah, like... Yeah, actually. You know, it's, it's venues like that, like them and the Roxy, and, like, it's it's these weird places where... You, we had friends, like, when we were in our business class that used to go to shows like that, and they were just like, yeah, like, oh, my friend who used to play in this band that used to be famous, but now he's doing his own, like, little thing, and be like okay and they like come out and see the show and then we'd go see the show and be like this is terrible like wow like, why like i just i i never got it like i've been to these shows i know that scene exists here in the city because there are people that still do love that rock rock, rock sound like they want yeah. they want to see these guys that like uh oh they got the next song on the wwe like SummerSlam. they're the band for <laughs> SummerSlam, and like you never hear about them again that's like, true yeah, that's like, their big thing. It's, welcome it just, to it's my weird. house. It's weird. Fucking yeah. You know what? You brought up a good point there, though. It's like there there is like a significant weird gap though between like when when Russian Tim when Tim says he says uh, none of these bands are trying to make it quote unquote, but then you say I don't even know what making it means anymore. I don't know if we had to define that right now. Like before, it used to mean like you were a household name and you had a platinum plaque and you had a, you know, I don't know, like a, your house was paid for by music mm -hmm. or something, I guess. But I guess nowadays it's like, is your, is your type of living supplied by your industry? Like, it, because you can have a pretty successful musical career uh, drawing like, you know, 50, 60, 70 people a show consistently. If you play 200 nights on the road or something like that every year uh, and you have that kind of draw and everyone's buying, like at least you have at least 10, 15 people buying merch, that's that's a pretty decent living you can you can etch out. It's like, that's not, a, it's obviously not like Aerosmith fucking numbers, but at the same time, you'd be making music and being paid for it. You'd have a following. People would recognize you if that's what you're into. Like, you know, so I, I, I think that there's like, yeah. I mean, it all depends on what your definition of making it is. That's right. Yeah, like exactly. the sliding criteria that makes that up is like just changing all the time. It's very strange. And, you know, I think that I don't I know from punk rock point of view that in, in terms of making it and like making it, let's say, financially so you can support your life with a regular paycheck. Not regular. It doesn't have to be biweekly, but a paycheck from coming from music. Mm -hmm. You have to tour a lot in punk rock. All mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. And. What ends up happening that some people find themselves not being able to do that, just physically, mentally, or for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so it really, in terms of making it, it takes such a 
a number of uh, qualities for a person to be able to do that. First of all, like you have to be good. You have to be stable and physically and mentally to do that 11 months out of 12. You have to be you know, you, you have to be consistent. You cannot really have a relationship with uh, another person because, like, yeah, you're 11 months out of 12 yeah. on the road. Not in a so, traditional sense, at least. Exactly. Yeah. So it takes, as of right now, I don't know how it was back in the 80s because I wasn't around, but I know from now it takes a lot of hard work to get to the level where, you know, you're like a fat band, or like where mm. you can relatively tour and like have a, some sort of income coming in. Sure. Fat records you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm like, just an example, that's my favorite label. Yeah. So, but like of really course. when you get to the certain level and then you make money from being a musician, okay, let's consider that making it in punk rock music. Mm -hmm. that's but right. really in order to do that, you need to, I don't know, put in five, six, sometimes 10 years of your life and being consistent for, for that period of time is, oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard it's grind, man. Though when, when you're on, and by that I mean like your switch is turned on, like when you're on so consistently for that period of time, like if you're on for like a decade, you, you might not come out of that the same person if, if you're if you're not Nobody successful. Does. That's right. Like like if you're not successful and you come out of that, that's ten years of weathering the the uh, rejection storm that is thrown at you Absolutely. when you do that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Like you're just your your mind is just like it's it's carved and it's sharp where it should be dull and it's dull where it should be that's sharp. Awesome. It's fucking crazy. Like one of the most rad songs that I've heard in the last like couple of weeks has been the the new Pup record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I mean the fit starts off with the if tour doesn't kill you. Absolutely. I will. Like it's just like <laughs> exactly. they they kind of detail out like they've Beautiful. been on the road for so fucking long like you, like you're on the road with those people in the same like the same, same thing yeah. every day. Yeah. I and will stab you like when you're yeah. sleeping like <laughs> absolutely yeah and their dream was for 12 years they tried to be in a touring band so they've been in the bands before in different incarnations finally they made it and on the second album they're ready to kill each other they've yep. been in a touring band for three years four because it's crazy because people get involved in these dynamics live like rehearsing where you rehearse say three times a week or something like that twice a week whatever and or one time most bands like you know if they can yeah, get yeah. it together so many people have side projects and stuff if you can get together and have one jam with this group of guys that you're trying to commit your time to that is like your dynamic you get to see them once a week there's six days there where you recharge and don't have to see them when you're on the fucking road and you have to see the same guy over and over again and all the stories you've heard them all and everything's starting to like just you wear on you them. you sleep beside them you you get to you get to experience their bodily fluids in ways that yeah. you don't really you never had to before you can come out of that in after like two or three years if you go into the another album cycle you can be like like mike said like the first lines of your album are like like if this tour doesn't kill me or Thank kill you, you i will, will yeah. like that like that's that's super accurate like that doesn't seem like that far off from the truth you know like it's pretty cool like yeah and that's like one of my favorite my one of my no, different favorite canadian band and the most respected band i know is the flatliners mm. they started in 2003 when they were still in school uh the first album came out and they've been doing that they're, they're still doing it they last year i think that was the first year they kind of took off before that it was 11 months in the band that's you know that's really true I, yeah. that name though the Flatliners, when I first heard that, it was one of those things where you read about like word of mouth, where I had two people that don't hang out or have ever met 
show me their music within a span of a week. And I was like, this is fucking what? Like, these guys are just kind of blown up. And that was, like, actually, like, 2009, 2010, something like that. 2010 on the second yeah, album, right, yeah. third album. Came yeah, that makes sense. We're on that time. Yeah, probably about 2010. And uh, when, it, when I heard, that was the first time I heard them, I was like, oh, I fucking love these guys. They're awesome. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, we, we see, like, a week or two ago, uh, Jesse Laborde is, like, going to be opening for them yeah. in Whistler. And you're like, oh, that's that's fucking cool. Like, uh, that's a combination of interests there that we give a fuck about, right? But you're right, that long grind to get there to that point where, like, suddenly, you know, they're just, like you said, they're just kind of breaking through. That's yeah, a long like, fucking investment, man. First time I saw them back in 2007, I would say, they opened for the Toasters at the old venue. What was the venue called before the venue? The Plaza. The Plaza. Yeah, was the Plaza. I remember that yeah. show. That show was long. <laughs> and it was, yeah. <laughs> There was three bands, Stomp Records Tour. It was an early show, so they were done by 10. So they played like seven. There was nobody. Then they played second time. I saw them next year playing the Drebbel Spell at some illegal space on the second floor somewhere on X Hastings. You had to go up. It oh, was just a room. I was there. I was at that show. Rebel Spell and the Flatliners. did Cambridge play? Uh, no. Um, uh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. A Loose Tooth played, maybe? Loose Tooth maybe played. I'm, I know I'm, Cambridge played that spot, though. They had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about. Yeah. The spot you're describing, that's why I was like, I was like, yeah, it was like some like illegal fucking spot. I don't want to give weird, it away, but weird, weird place, yeah. It was, I, I had to go through a staircase and then another like back office exactly. to get yeah, to yeah, the yeah, venue. Exactly. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> and then uh, last, last time the Elsmere played 17 years ago, which was last year, <laughs> the Flatliners headlined the show in, at the rickshaw and it was pretty full. So you see this transition from 2000, I don't know, 7, 8 yeah, that's right, yeah. to 2015. And it came, it doesn't, nothing happened to them. They didn't have a commercial on for the shampoo. They just play those shows. <laughs> the, the, the commercial of the shampoo. Hilarious. You're right. fucking unique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what the fuck were we saying here? Well, I think, I think bands like the Flatliners uh, really speak to a movement of like, you know, punk's always been about do-it-yourself, obviously. But they really speak to that investment, that long-term investment. And then you turn around and you see bands that get, like, YouTube fame. And that they, they do, like, some crazy video that gets, like, 15 million hits. And then they do a tour and they get, like, maybe a draw of 10 people at the show. 15 people. And you're like, what the fuck? How does this equate? We have a, we have a band here that's never cracked 50,000 views. And they tour consistently across the board. I'm not saying that's Flatliners. That's... That's a, I'm just picking a number mm. arbitrarily. Um, I have no idea what their numbers are actually. Um, but you, you, you see like you see that all the time where a band like doesn't have the significant quote unquote online presence and but they have like a real world presence. And then the guy who has like 15 million views on a, on a big single, it gets like 10, 15 people at the show. Like, wh where the hell does that happen, you know? See, this is what I understand how, I don't understand how that works. Because I understand the punk rock way. I understand you work hard. You tour every time you bring a little bit more people. I understand this, this, like the step-by-step -step progression. I don't really understand how that works. Okay, you got this 15 million video. Okay, you got your fame for this. But how do you manage that in the long term? Because this doesn't last forever. You have to provide a long-term quality to the listeners. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be video, pop music, whatever it is. The Flatliners or uh, flatliner, any other punk bands who is touring, they've been consistent. They, they're consistently touring. This is what we're talking about, making it in punk rock music. I don't know how you manage that in 
just one shot type of YouTube. Yes, I think that's like the case with like any kind of like independent artist. Like they they do spend that time like connecting with the audience after every show, no matter what really genre it is. Like if you spend the time to say hello to everybody at the end of the night or like, you know, be there to have a beer and like shoot the shit afterwards, go outside for a smoke with these guys, right? Like you're there. That that's a personal connection and then they're gonna tell their friends that these those dudes are really cool. Just because you have a stupid video that, you know, it looks pretty, sure we all like it. Nobody's gonna remember you. You didn't take the time to say hello at that show. You could care less about yeah, the audience. Exactly. And we don't remember them six months after that exactly. video went that's on. Right. Like it, it's silly. It's a yeah. Yeah, that's that's bang on. It's, it'd be just as silly as if there was a uh, members of a band coming to the Rocket from Russia show that aren't on the bill and they're just watching but they want to play someday and they don't go and meet you after the show they don't go and meet russian tim and shake his hand and say hey we're interested in this we we appreciate what you're doing and we love to talk in the future exactly. like no there's no promises about anything there but you can't even get that conversation going if you don't introduce yourself yeah. like that's the same thing with a fan base i think you have to engage with them consistently and you have to have the like the I mean, all, all it right? takes like, is that is that simple hello i mean at that point you're probably going to go and listen at least to one song on their soundcloud page or like you know to check out their band camp and be like hey least, man maybe like yeah, you know yeah, obviously exactly. going to go fucking listen to you obviously like definitely. fucking right and then you know what it what the strange thing about that is because we were talking about bubbles earlier like being in a bubble of our own like bubbles. Uh, what we're experiencing what we're experiencing <laughs> bubbles <laughs> Well, that like that uh, the music bubbles we live in, like like we're all exposed to music pretty consistently. Where that doesn't, that's pretty normal. Like that conversation we just described, that like that happens pretty frequently. Like you, you introduce all the time. You're always networking and stuff like that. But like the guy that doesn't have anything to do with this, the guy who's just out on like a Saturday going to go see the show. Uh, if he gets that one-on-one -on -one interaction with that, that might mean significantly more to that person. Yeah, he might not give a fuck, but maybe, yeah, he goes home and says, ah, fuck it, I'm going to play this. Yeah, it's cool. It's really good. Or maybe he meets a girl or absolutely. or a guy that night, you know? Very open-minded, obviously. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> man. Like, see, this is this is what what uh, what the, the idea of my shows are. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't do it for myself because... You know, I have enough stuff going on, so I'm not doing it for self-promotion. I'm different. I really like all those bands. Um, to me, the goal and the success of the event when I'm setting up a show that the people come out, listen to great, which I think are great, five local bands. You know, maybe discovered, maybe they heard two, maybe they discovered one more, and maybe they will, you know, buy a shirt, buy a CD. Maybe they download illegally their songs. Who cares? But they will get excited about something, yeah. something new. And the goal is to wake up next morning and say, yeah, it was a pretty good night. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the best night of their lives. It has to be just a good time out. It should be I usually yeah. wake up and I'm like, God damn. Should yeah, drank so many PBRs. <laughs> Why was that a thing? <laughs> terrible. terrible. What was I thinking again? <laughs> You're Can old we, enough to that realize that that's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to do it again. Uh, <laughs> June 25th. That's uh, when I'm doing that again. That's uh, you can June 25th. You just pronounced your morning anthem. <laughs> oh shit. June 25th, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to make sure that I'm not giving the wrong dates. <laughs> but yeah, that was correct. You gave the correct dates. Yeah. Uh, June 25th, 8 p.m. at the Media Club. Can't wait. Super excited. Uh, Greatest Sons, that vinyl release is going to be fucking badass. I'm Hopefully super they excited. have actual records. 
I'm pretty I'm confident. I, I mean, that would be <laughs> that would be weird if they had a seven. No, that would be super punk rock <laughs> to have a seven release without oh, the actual we, we seven releases. Oh, we fucked up, guys. Uh, it's not just that's a, classic. That'd be super punk rock. Just a photo of their album. <laughs> this is what it's gonna look like. We're taking pre-orders, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre-art is at the show. You're like, that's fucking weird. That's that's kind of weird. All right, so I, I'd like to so switch switch little gears here. We've been talking about music for a little bit. But, please, uh, please. Uh, Euros are going on, Tim. Euro Euro Cup. It's, that is it's, correct. Uh, it's Euro Cup time. Football slash soccer. For those of you guys Oof. out there who don't know, it's, uh, it's a brilliant on. time of uh, the year for us football fans. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, on Saturday, it was a glorious, glorious game between England and Russia. Was very excited. Uh, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Steve Kitchen. What did he? No, he's an avid uh, UK supporter. Clearly, just well. Let's not say UK because he does not like the other countries involved in that. Oh, oh shit! It's not like he's supporting Wales and Gareth Bale's big ears out I, there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't know. I did that uh, one for I, you, Steve. I didn't so. know they got down like that. I didn't know. It was so, uh, so, so it's uh, England. So right. just England. <laughs> Really? The, way, the way God intended. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the Olympics. Like it's not. It's not Team UK. It's, 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 it's fucking they're, England. They're separated. All right. The so, Scottish uh, are sitting out of this one because they didn't make it. So Steve Kitchen's sitting there biting his nails on the weekend, watching Russia and England play. Uh, I mean, what were what were the ramifications of this game? What were the what was the stakes? What was the ramifications? What happened? Um, well, um, I was very pessimistic about our chances, Russia chances. Russia, going for Russia, obviously. And yeah. uh, and I admit we got super lucky. Yeah. We should have lost. We didn't, but the result... Oh, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like four days later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buddy, it's DVR and PVR. <laughs> Fucking... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, like, uh, we got lucky. We got super, super lucky, and... Um, Then, uh, Russia decided to, you know, make complete asses of themselves after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> to be quite honest, and, uh, English are not angels as well. But that was, yeah, for the listeners, what happened. So what happened? Like, you took a really dramatic long pause there, even though you run a radio show on terrestrial radio where dead air is fucking a killer. It's because it was brutal. So it, it was brutal. I know how significant that must have been for you to not yeah. say anything right there. So let me ask, like, what happened? Like, what exactly, like, obviously this is not news to a lot of people, but the people that are listening that don't know, I want to know, what does, that mean? what does that mean? What happened after the game? Like, what was... Um, what was happening? Well, that's, that's, I'll take another long pause because it's a very complicated topic. But uh, Russia is, Russian football is infected with hooliganism. And hooliganism has been like, you know, the negative, the, the aggressive form of uh, supporting your team. So like supporters, but like, like a gang mob mentality kind of thing, right? Like gang what? mob mentality, that's how they ask, how they act. But there's also racism there's also there's a lot of negativity and i personally don't support even my own club which i support spartak moskva a club from moscow they have those groups and i i don't i don't like it so what what kind of racism are we talking about here like like uh, the black players of the opposite team gets the ball they boo or throw bananas at them when they or take, monkey uh... monkey chance what was the first thing he said they they the what? black black yeah but like boo, boo. oh they boo them yeah the yeah. boo or like monkey Oh, monkey chants. Yeah. Wow. Or bananas. Like Jeez. that's that's hardcore, man. That's yeah. pretty fucking core. I mean, like they go to take a, a corner what? kick at the like corner flag. It's a corner kick, and then you just see fucking bananas being thrown yeah. at the players. Oh my god. It's 
I mean, FIFA's already threatened them millions of times over, like in UEFA. They're never going to, those guys are jabroni corporations, so it's... <laughs> fucking told the jabroni <laughs> and, and, and see, like, <laughs> I hate being associated with this. You know, like... Because you're just a supporter, right? I, like, you I'm, don't yeah, give like a fuck I, about that, I've right? never threw a banana in my, in my life at... You can eat that. Nobody, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Potassium source right there, bud. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I see what you're saying. So there's like kind of this weird shadow over the event because like there's this competitive nature where people give a fuck about like what's happening. See, no, I don't think it is actually competitive nat nature. There I mean, like the actual the, game. The, I no, the hooliganism for those people took over, or maybe they're never even in interested in the game. They could so, care less. Some people oh. just join it not for the game. They don't even care. They it's don't just even the know. event. Of it's it? just the the fight. This the aggression. Wow. The, so we'll drink for all 90 minutes and, and then, then we're going to see what happens after the game. And, um, yeah. like, wow. You know what? Live shows in my hometown used to be like that. It'd be like, go to the metal punk shows, whatever, drink the whole time. And no one gives a fuck who's on the bill. It's just, it, there's going to be fights after. Maybe yeah. there'll be fights during, who knows? Like they used to clear whole rooms because people, yo, so-and-so's fighting outside. And then like the touring band would be like, is everyone going to come back for the show? It'd be like, hopefully. You know, that kind of shit. Like, I remember that happening so many frequently, so many frequent times. And, like, so this hooliganism, this has nothing to do with the actual game of football. No, for, for, like, they cover themselves being a support of a team, but from so the... So they can blend in. Exactly. Cowards. Okay. Yeah, so, like, uh, just to summarize what happened the, before the event, one day before, uh, the English supporters, they got drunk, they got some... Uh, some there are also some French hooligans who are also... Uh, Get involved. The, the, where they were playing, like in Marseille, Marseille right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. They, they're known for having that sect of people. Like they're, oh, okay. they're yeah. brutal folks down there too, right? There's a lot of like immigration issues right now in France. So I, I can see how maybe some of that bleeds over a little bit, right? Yeah, I, th I think, yeah. So it was super heated. And then, but that everything was outside the stadium. So what happened inside the stadium that I would say 50 of Russian hardcore hooligans uh, just try to pretty much how you say race them. Yeah, they they literally like because like when you're supporter groups, you're sat on either end of the stadium, right? So final whistle goes, it's one one. You figure hey, everybody should be slapping hands. It was, yeah. it was a brilliant finish to that game. It yeah. was an amazing finish. All you see is like you see these like handful of people just like racing through the seats, like and running over to the English part of the stadium. At which point, most of the English folks started to notice that there were people. Russian running, yeah. <laughs> like running, like ready to fight, and they started piecing out. Like they just were like, "We're gone, we're out of here." Like, and there's wow. kids. Like, I mean, there's kids like yeah. watching the game with these English fans. Like, they're yeah, that's, families and stuff. And that's the part that's, that's like shame. really, really terrible. Wow. See, even like now, we're not talking about the game. We spent thirty seconds talking about one one. We spent five minutes talking about this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's okay. That overshadows the beautiful game of football. Of course, and I mean that's very upsetting because of the amount of people invest emotionally into it. Well, it makes me question what kind of uh, what kind of source does all this come from? Like, where where does like the this like virus essentially that's attached itself to the host of of the game? Where where does this come from? Be, because it seems like. You know, I remember very recently, actually, as of like maybe a season, one or two seasons ago, uh, an NHL player had a banana thrown at him on the ice. And uh, I think it was in Washington. I think Joel Ward. Yeah, when he, was Joel yeah, Ward. Before he went to San Jose uh, this year. And uh, Joel Ward had a banana thrown at him on the ice. And 
and he's a super classy guy and he was he just he paid it no mind or whatever like that but you got to think like what the fuck are we doing as a as a society and as, as a people like this is 2015 See, the, the problem is that the society in north america would uh criticize the person who threw it in back in russia there's like you know there's 50 50 opinions some people don't say that's fine wow and like, what is now where does that come from and they uh, that's just the culture the social is that just life. integration like because there's just not a, a strong contingent of like black people Absolutely. in russia yeah that's... it's not only the black people there's some other stuff happening but really like in terms of if you take a look at the whole hooliganism uh the way it works some people say no that's actually good you know they support their team and like you know if you need to fight you fight they try to wrap themselves in the so-called passion but it's not that it's exactly. not passion it's, it's just yeah, yeah. it's like veiled thinly veiled hate I talked, I don't know, I talked to a local that city. I'm from, from Siberia. We had a, like a local, because I was around that. I was around football. I was around punk rock. So I had this, I knew those hooligans. I tried to talk to them about the local team. They knew nothing. They knew like key players. They knew some results. Right. They didn't really enjoy the. They talked mostly about how we went to the rival city and then we had to fight 20 on 20. Oh, wow. We and took that... a bus in the, in the forest and then we met up 20 on 20 and we just... Fought. Like an invasion or something, yeah. some some stupid fucking petty invasion or something. Like so that. it's like it's like I know it's like it's a macho culture. It's and that's what happened wow. uh, in on the stadium. And yeah. you know exactly like what what Mike said. There were, there was normal fans like you know hooligans usually fight against hooligans. That's mm -hmm. so that's how their business works. And they went against the like normal folk people with kids. Women, normal fans, normal support. Wow, so that's like crossing the code, I guess. The I mean, I mean, it'd just be like if that were to ever happen here in Vancouver, just guys just started coming and just punching random folks for no, no good reason. Yeah, I mean, like... No good reason. I don't know, that's so strange to hear. I wonder, I mean, it has to have, like, economic basis to it, right? There has to be some kind of economic reason for this, because people that are satisfied in other areas of their life don't generally look for fights in the forest with you know neighboring cities and countries right i don't like, think anybody goes looking for right, fights but, in forests but, but like that, that that concept, those people plan it on <laughs> forums let's meet up this way and let's make it super secret so the police doesn't know so we can fight properly. right now that now that being said like that, that you know and then i have to question like if it is economically rooted then I mean, this is like an expensive game, I imagine, right? Like to ten it's tickets. Not cheap. It's well, not then, cheap at all. Where's the funding for that coming? Like, how are these people paying for these See, games? Oh, I, but they have can... nothing to live for, so to speak, economically. Like, where, now we can go the... into a very deep conversation, and I, I don't, cannot swear for for that. But from what I heard, uh, politics and people who are involved with money use those idiots as um, like a proxy as a strength. So for example, there was a very, very known uh, situation. People know in Russia that hooligans don't like foreigners. It doesn't have to be black people, just foreigners like, you know, the race. Any foreigners, yeah. yeah. So there was a market who generally in Russia markets are filled with uh, immigrants from former USSR. Because for example, Uzbekistan and some other countries have like a warmer climate, so they have better fruits. So they just bring the fruits in let's say Moscow or even our city and they sell it because that's how it works. So somebody needed, I think, to build something and there was a market. So they hired a whole bunch of hooligans, gave them money, that's what I heard. And they just ran over and started punching people, just pretty much destroyed the whole market. So the market was gone and they got wow so it was like a proxy attack they like yeah. use the like, this is what i heard i don't know if it's true but to me it doesn't sound absolutely ridiculous that yeah. sounds like it's something that could happen it sounds likely 
more likely than unlikely, right? Yeah. Wow, that's very strange. That's super strange to me that that it's so uh, rampant and like tolerated. Like you said, fifty fifty, right? Like that. Most yeah. People... Some people are like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's strange. It is. Now. What is what does that stem from? Like, let's go even farther from that. Like, what does that fifty-fifty mentality come from? Like, fifty percent of people that are like, "That's intolerant. You shouldn't be like that." And then the other fifty percent that are like, mm, "There's nothing wrong with that." Like, where does that come from? See, it comes from society. It comes from way, way, way from. Uh, it's way deeper because the racism and homophobia in general are way. You know, it's ingrained in Russia culture. For me, actually, punk rock was something that helped me. Uh, because bands were like, you know, like saying, you know, just explaining in their songs and their, whatever they were saying, you know, that those things are good. And like, right. you know, like, like bad like, religion or some shit exactly. like that. Yeah. Bad religion and like even leftover crack with like yeah. anti-homophobia, anti-racism, all that stuff. And um, I was a kid. I didn't really understand that, but it helped me to grow up with like open-minded ideas. And um, when I moved here, it was way easier for me. Right, yeah. And to the day, I have a group chat with my friends back home. There's 27 guys in this group chat. We call it Gossip Girls. So, <laughs> uh, but we, it's, it's constantly, you wake up, there's 200 messages. So like there's people, we, <laughs> wow, just, we just always in touch. There's people from all over the place. Some people still live in Russia. Some people live in like in our city, in Moscow and London and Boston. I live here. So Pretty good worldwide influence. Yeah. And right. we're all from like university, that same crew of people. And even in our group who like friends I like, we still have divided opinions. Still like uh, there's some people think, you know, super homophobic and, you know, they're kind of like my friends. But still, I completely disagree with the views they have right, and the jokes yeah. they make. Yeah. At the same time, you know, I know they're good people. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I read all the time people saying, like, I'm clearing out my friends list today or I'm cleaning out my followers. And, uh, or, uh, you know, the recent attacks down in Florida. Uh, I saw a number of people saying, like, if you believe blank, then fuck you, delete me, or I'm going to block you, blah, blah, this kind of thing. And uh, I, can, I can see that. I can see that for like what it is in in its in its message, like of course, because I'm sure all of us have felt that same way about certain things for a while. But then, you know, for a long-standing issue like like gun control and uh, you know gay rights and and just like intolerance in general, uh, when you look at that as like a long-term vision, the thing that actually helps shape that is understanding the other side. That's what really it comes down to, because then you can start to actually educate and, and work towards them. If you just block and delete everyone that doesn't have anything within your realm of thinking, you're never going to have that moment. You're never going to have the opportunity to do it. So I, I actually understand what you're saying. Like in this group chat, you have pe people here, friends of yours, that have differing views from you. And mm -hmm. that's okay, because that means the communication is still open. You can still show them different ways and, and hopefully educate them and that kind of thing. But if you're just like, oh, I can't talk to you anymore. I don't mm, give a fuck. Yeah. I know we've been friends for this long, but I can't talk to you anymore because you believe blank and I believe not blank. Yeah. I think that's fucking, that's, that's almost more childish. That's more childish than... And it's detrimental to you. Super detrimental like, to you. Because then you have just like an echo chamber. Then you're just fucking shouting and like, like you, you see these people... Hey, that, I know I'm right. That's right, yeah. All the time. All the time. Like, yeah. All the fucking time. Like, <laughs> Everyone see, agrees yeah. with me. Yeah, and they're like, they're like uh, you know, or they use like little metric systems like... Uh, 
like, I don't know, fucking likes and comments and shares. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I said something, uh, you know, pro gun control today. So uh, look at that, 100 likes. Nothing I ever do gets 100 likes. Hmm, maybe if I put something else up on gun control. And then they just start like affiliating and associating themselves that's with that That's going image. back to hooliganism. That's how it works. That's, and that's yeah. how it you works. Know, that's exactly it, yeah. It's you an outsider, you have nothing else to do. How about I would join this gang of... Yeah covered people under like being a fans of football yeah. and then we do this and then you know we're oh look at that we all dress the same and we all have the same interests cool man and i know if i get in a fight this guy's gonna back me up fuck i don't have that with anybody yeah and, then and that's they, all it takes man and then they light up the flares they break some some seats at the stadium they get on tv oh i never got on tv in my I, life i've never been on tv i've never been on tv and I've never had this many friends. And you know what? People are actually fucking scared of us. They don't even want to talk about so, us. So, yeah. So you explained yourself how all that bullshit mm -hmm. happens. Boom. That's exactly how that happens. And you know what? It's fucked up because what's the alternative? You, you can't, you're like hooligan busters. Like, what's that? Do you go in and say... No, there, there actually was the whole thing. There was... It wasn't punk rock in Russia. There was fascists who were like... Um, coming to the punk shows and just beating everybody else because everybody else was different. And then they started a uh, gang called Antifa, anti-fascist. Antifa. Antifa. And then those guys became like fucking crazy as well. So, <laughs> so it, it, was, it was black and white. They started off as good guys? Who watches The Watchmen, man? Yeah. Who, <laughs> did, hold on. Did, uh, did, is it Antifa or Antifa? Antifa, yeah. Antifa. So did Antifa first start off like people were like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah, Anti-fascists. This is what yeah, we want. Yeah, yeah. And then they went way too far exactly. and now they're fascists. Exactly, and they went to like yeah, way too much, like you know. Jesus Christ, that is fucked up. So that's so fucked up. You gotta live long enough to become the villain, man. That's right. You live long enough <laughs> to become, <laughs> see yourself mm -hmm. become the villain. Yeah, it was a. I don't know now. It was when I yeah, ten years ago, definitely that was a problem. Hmm. Wow. But I mean, that's Europe it. is is tough right now in general. Like and like the governments aren't helping. Some governments are like this, and yeah, it they're pushes all going people bankrupt. to be. To kind of agree with that, right? Like the Russian government isn't known for their like acceptance of Absolutely. people and a lot of <laughs> a lot of things. Um, and other, you know, it, it just it's fucked. Like I, I heard, it's not them. so similar. Yeah. Like I don't think there's any good answer right now. It's just like I don't know. It's crazy. No, that is weird. Again, I've never seen any significant cultural change at a federal or state level. I've, I've never seen it ever happen without significant bloodshed. I've never seen it happen. If you can show me points in history where that's happened, I'll be the first one to support them. But I've never seen it. Someone brought, I asked this the other day, and someone brought up Obama. They said Obama was the first time that people rallied together for true change. And I'm like, really? Because that didn't really change that much. Seems like pretty fucking business as usual. Guantanamo is still running. Uh, the economy's in the fucking... It was eight years. Like, yeah. Eight years. It, it happened. Like, that's Nothing all you happened. can say about it. Like, yeah. Like, it happened. And that's what I'm fucking Neat. afraid was going to happen with these next fucking cunts they have lined up. It's like, it's going to be business as usual. I don't I don't see why everyone thinks it's going to be so different. And, that, and I don't know. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, the stuff that's going on in Russia right now, to really have significant cultural change, how do you do that? You'd have to, like, have massive revolution. But wait, you guys have done that <laughs> a number of times. And this is the result. So, like, I don't, I don't know what the fucking reality is. But it's is. such like, an older region. Like, and yeah, very the, big, like, very like big. it's so impossible for us as North Americans to have any perspective on, like, what it's like to be Russian. In terms of, like, there's an ancient history there. 
And That's true, like, yeah. They've been, like, there's been land wars in the whole, like, all of Europe and, Af- like, for all of human history. That's true. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. over here, we've had, like, 200, 300 years of relative absolute peace. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been killing fuckers, like, uh, in the distance. But, like, over there, it's been, like, no, we're going to war. Like, yeah, like... Like, real fucking war. Yeah. Hundreds of years at a time. It's so strange. And so it's, like, these aren't... It's. It, like I, I have almost no perspective on it. They've had wars there that are older than most buildings mm-hmm. in this country. Or, or in this continent, really. Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. Like, like, that is... And that blows me away. And then it makes me feel like, oh, my God, here we are looking down our nose on a... Yeah, like, well, why like, can't you guys just fucking figure it out? Just You're just like, get it together. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> Maybe because <laughs> we're working through like yeah. forty-five and generations. Like, and of we're shit, like, like, you could argue that there's like a proxy war going on even now. Yeah, like in Syria, like we're like largely almost like we're still fighting them. Like we are actually fighting them. Yeah, that's and that's fucking like, weird. Yeah, culturally in a bunch of ways, it's craziness. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like there is like, you know, in Syria, it's like you said, like a proxy. Like it's instead of it being like us versus. Syrian rebels or us versus Syria government or whatever like that. It's like whoever's funding that side versus. And when I say we, I, I'm I'm saying we, but it's like Canada's we, over there. I mean Canada is over there, but like I'm saying like North America, yeah, is is like fighting against whoever's funding the other side, and it's just it's so weird that like isn't it weird that like they just pick a battleground like that. Like, cause think about it. They could pick fucking Chicago as fast as they could pick fucking Lebanon or, or sure. like, you know, or Beirut or like, Beirut is in Lebanon. Definitely what is. the fuck? Damascus. <laughs> Damascus is in Syria, right? There you yeah. go. That's what I was trying to say. Fucking. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, so to bring this Still all is. back to the, the yeah, soccer we, tip. To the soccer tip. Had you and me been watching that game with Mr. Steve Kitchen? Uh, yeah, how would Steve Kitchen react to that? We would have leveled that guy after the game. Just yeah. punched him out. Full on. <laughs> punched him out. He would have had to just fight for his life. You know, just to put a positive spin on things. Here in Canada, keeping the fight going. You know. <laughs> he actually he, he sent me a message. Something like, hey, are you going to throw a chair at me or something? <laughs> I was like, hey, Tim, you're going to throw a chair at me or yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck. And um, a funny story. I was actually wanted to... A funny story. Fuck, I hate that. It's not funny. It's a. It's an interesting story relevant to the no, topic. Already, like you know, what is not funny? I lied to people. <laughs> if it's not already You're spoiled the whole about... thing. No, it's okay. Tell us a story, Russian Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted. I really wanted to watch a game with him. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm Russian. He's English. English. And uh, yeah, I really wanted to do that, but I had to work and had to work uh, at golf tournaments. So I had. To, I had 150 pretty much guys around me. And when I, you know, when I talk to them, like, oh, where are you from? Yeah. And I, and I usually, if I say, if I say Russia, I like, okay, this is, this is going to be ruined because I wanted to avoid the result and then watch it in the night. Oh, I see. So I, I've been saying I'm Ukrainian. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, you told them you were Ukrainian, didn't you? Didn't you? Close enough. Close enough. Because, because they know it's a touchy, touchy subject right now. So they wouldn't talk anybody about Russia. That's so fucking funny. That is so the accent is the same. So I got away. Three guys asked me, so where are you from? So I was Ukrainian for a day. Then I went back home, turned off my phone from the morning. So funny. And then I got home, invited a whole bunch of my Russian friends. We watched it. Ukrainian and friends. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Went down to the Ukrainian hall, got yeah. some pierogies going, you know. Yeah, yeah Orthodox church. Orthodox. We cooked some food and watched the game, and once Vasily Berezutsky scored the goal, What's we a, lost it. You imagine some guy was really like, oh, you're, my, fa- my whole family's Ukrainian. What city <laughs> yeah. are you from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would you have said? What's the city you would have said? I would say Kiev. It's like Kiev. the biggest yeah. city. It's okay. easy. Easiest. I know a little bit about it. I've never. Oh no, I could say Sevastopol. I've been there. Yeah, I can say Sevastopol. If you would have said <laughs> that, that Russian? if you would have said that to anyone in North America, they would have just deaded the conversation. They would have been like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, that, I don't know that much." <laughs> and that was my goal because I wanted to avoid the result that any yeah. talk about yeah. football. They're like, "Oh, I don't know that much." Okay, you can yeah, go about your day, sir. You're like, that kind of like, that's funny. Is uh, is there a city called Donsk? Donsk in Ukraine. Donetsk. No, D-O-N-S-K, Donsk. Uh, there's a city in Russia called Rostov-na-Donu, Rostov-on-Don, Don is a river. Oh, really? Don River, it's Don. a big river. Yeah. I only know the hockey team, Metalursk omsk Metalursk. Metalurk. Metalurk. What did I say, Ersk? No, 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 avant-garde. <laughs> no, 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 avant-garde, Omsk, <laughs> yeah. Metalurk, Novokuznetsk, наверное. That's it, da? Metalurk, Omsk, da. yeah. No, omsk. avant-garde, Omsk, I think... Omsk. Oh, Omsk, yeah. This is like, That's where uh, Yashin and no. Uh, Yager played for them. I That's think. right. Big Yager played for them for a while, yeah. yeah. It's it's super close. It's like probably a night on the train. When I was in a band, we used to go play shows there. Jesus. Super good. A night on the train. Actually, one show, the first show we came to play in Omsk was sabotaged by the Nazis, by the fascists. What? Mm. It was, it was, we played, we played in the pop punk band. Like it was, so who Antify. came up? No, no, no. They oh, no, were no. they were like fascist, fascist, like oh, Nazis. Oh, okay. So it was like a super show, like like it was a good show. People who showed up, you know, nineteen, twenty year old kids, like like I was twenty one at the time. Yeah. So and then we see a whole bunch of those Nazi skinheads, like fat, big, like those like skinhead guys, and they started just slamming and like kicking like the little girls, and like what do you do? What do you do? Because like that's because first of all, that's like legitimate fucking Nazis, right? Like, like yeah, not yeah. not the fucking poser kids you see with the swastika once in a while, but like no, 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 those Nazis. Like, <laughs> And the reason they got in, because the security who worked there, they were part of this gang. So they invited, hey, we have some like oh idiots. Oh my God. So there was like, we, the, the organizers comes to the show, it's like, hey, we have a problem. There's like 25 Nazis outside of the show. We're like, oh, great. Seymour, when you're like, yeah, it's weird to get a like a vibe of Russia. It's like, that's it. Like, years ago, still dealing with fucking Nazis. Like, something we feel like we put to bed a while ago is still, like, and, and an who, issue. And who was the country who was fighting the Nazis the most? The USSR. Yes. That's 1941 right. 1941 to 1945, Second World War. And we still have that. I watched Enemy at the Gates. I know. You guys did pretty good job. Yeah, you guys did awesome. Yeah. <laughs> enemy at the Gates. There are the enemy. Have... They are the enemy, aren't they? <laughs> was Vasily Zaitsev a real guy? Was he re- Yeah, he was real, right? Yep. This yeah. is a bunch of famous snipers. Was he? Yeah. Who, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking you about. You never watched Enemy of the Gates with Jude Law? He play, I didn't understand Jude Law, anything. The, uh, Jude the, Law, the, a, a, British, yeah. a British actor, plays a Russian in no a surprise. sniper film. You've never seen this film? No. How successful he, is he? It's very on point. How successful is he? He's <laughs> one of the most recognizable actors. Maybe no, I mean, how is he successful in playing Russian person? Uh, Terrible. I love it, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Split opinions. Yeah, 50-50. Fuck it, eh? Uh, okay, hey, I want to just say one more thing real quick here. I want to go over, let everyone know that if you have no plans on June 25th, we have some news for you. But guess what? If you have plans, fucking break them because we're going 
to the Rocket from Russia anniversary show, June 25th, 8 p.m. is doors, ladies and gentlemen. That's when you want to be there. You want to be there early because it's going to fucking sell out. Last one was to the tits, packed. The draw is fucking heavy. You want to go to Rocket from Russia at the Media Club here in Vancouver, June 25th. Greatest Sons, Seven Inch Release Show, You Big Idiot, Elsmere, Dried Out, and The Core. That's right. Fucking noise. Come watch me drink my weight in PBR. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I wake up next morning with yeah. a headache. Oh, it's a bad idea. Fucking. <laughs> Get the breakfast courier again, you know? It's going to be great. Breakfast courier. Yeah. That's a good look. Breakfast like delivery. Really? Uh, yeah. We're, I'm, uh, not, I'm not even joking. <laughs> a, I think I did that after his last show. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Breakfast Courier sounds like a thing we should try out. Maybe they want to sponsor our show. Oh, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. <laughs> always turn everything to business. Uh, if you want to follow Russian Tim, can't you tell how fucking pleasant he is? He's terrific. He's fantastic. Thank we love him. Uh, Russian Tim, how can people follow you if they want to follow you online? How can they do that? Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's start. You're a professional, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you... The whole thing? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah, do it. Come on. Let me know. On Facebook, you can look for Rocket from Russia, and you'll find a page, and I have all the episodes of uh, the radio show there. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes, and you can automatically download the episodes of Rocket from Russia to your device. That's right. Uh, then auto-download, which is the fucking most convenient way to do it. Good thing you have finally the iTunes thing going. That's right. Uh, I love uh, it. Well, I, I remember last time I told you the fucking struggle was <laughs> to get that going. We finally sorted it out. And yeah, then, it's great. And then Mike was like... Should probably get on Stitcher there, bud. And I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably do that, too. And then he handled that. I'm so glad he handled that. I didn't do anything. But, uh, yeah, we're all over the goddamn map now. This episode will be on YouTube in full video. They get to see your pearly whites. And that's awesome for a guy who's on the radio all the time. He's like, yes, video. Finally. Fucking right. People see how ugly I am. <laughs> how animated and beautiful you are, you mean. I'm pretty sure that's what you mean. And rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com where I have all the episodes of the radio show. I have the list of upcoming shows in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the list of my interviews. Rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. This is the best way to. That's the best way. That's the main, main that's look. That's the main hub. But you want to subscribe. It's a super, super smart way to do it. And uh, let's see here. Uh, CMART, how can people follow you? Change things up. This doesn't seem like a thing that uh, you should do. <laughs> <laughs> this is punk rock here. Beautiful. This yeah. is super punk He's rock. like, don't bother. Savedra, <laughs> uh, how can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at the Savedra on Twitter. And if you want to look at pictures of my cats, uh, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Michael A. Savedra. Yeah, and if you want to follow me, you can follow me at md underscore boomsday if you don't know what an underscore is i probably don't want to interact it's a minus with it. it's no <laughs> no guess what that's wrong <laughs> it's a minus it's a minus on the ground it's a lowercase minus yeah, it's a lowercase minus what did you say gravitated yeah yeah, yeah okay to we'll, the ground yeah. we'll go with that yeah it's like a minus on the ground yeah that's right there you go md underscore boomsday that's twitter instagram snapchat i'm all over the goddamn map how do they follow the podcast Thank you, Michael. I love that because I always forget. You can follow the fucking podcast, which is the most important one other than our guest. Uh, you want to go ahead and check out intergalacticinterviews.com. There you can find links to us on Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Did I say iTunes already? iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes. iTunes. Let's fucking do this. Let's do harmony. 
iTunes. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's pretty nice. It's not bad. Seymour loved that one. Uh, <laughs> the first thing he loved. That's right. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for uh, watching and listening to us every week. We know we threw a fucking shitload of uh, episodes at you the last uh, two weeks or so, but I think we're back to a regular schedule and we'll get you more comfortable with how you're feeling. Uh, in the meantime, We'll be going to Rocket from Russia's anniversary show June 25th, 8 p.m. Media Don't Club. miss it. Make sure you get your tickets. Shout out to Resolve Records. Shout out to all those guys. Uh, I'm fucking ready. Say goodbye, folks. See you next week. Всем спасибо, пока. Nazdrovia.